Welcome to the Real Live Faith Podcast. I'm Shelby. And I'm Janice. Life is a parable. All of creation points to God the Creator. We're going to be talking about how we see this in action in our everyday lives and how we use our good days and our mess-ups to grow in our relationship with the Lord. We don't know in what season of life you find yourself currently, but let this be a season of new life and growth. Join us as we talk about having real faith in real life. Some seasons in life are harder than others. Sometimes the barrage of spiritual attacks can seem relentless. They're wearisome and they're difficult to endure. It's the sin that wears us out and frustrates our spirit, and it makes us yearn more and more for our heavenly home. Romans 8, and 23 says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. The earth seems to groan more now than ever, with labor pains. We feel the weight of sin in the world, and it grieves our spirit and wears us out. We grow tired of the effects of sin, and we desire the world to be rid of it, but we just can't seem to escape it. We see the signs of sin and wickedness everywhere we look. I mean, it's on our phones, right? Even though we don't seek it out, it seems to find us and target us without any provocation. And I probably don't have to remind you how the enemy targets our children. It feels like the enemy is waging an all-out war, a heavy artillery attack, and we feel caught in the crosshairs. Sickness fills our homes, interruptions sneak into our days, and attempts to thwart our progress can seem to invade our circumstances. So why does the enemy try so hard to knock us down? I think it's because the enemy wants to cripple our witness and our effectiveness for the Lord. You know, why is the enemy so persistent with the attacks to distract and discourage us? Well, the enemy wants us to fall, right? The enemy wants nothing more than for us to fail. The enemy wants to discredit our witness and pull us away from the Lord. And a lot of times these spiritual attacks are very successful in that endeavor. I mean, what does the enemy have to gain? You know, why does the enemy even worry about this in the first place? Well, if you're saved, the enemy has nothing to gain, right? But that's why he's so mad. You belong to God. The enemy is annoying, always trying to get a reaction out of us and rile us up. And as obstacles continue to be placed in our path, we're tempted to take our eyes off of the Lord and allow the situations around us to drag us down and shake our faith. But that's exactly what the enemy wants. Yes, and we can even look back over, you know, last week or last month or even an entire year and see the many attacks made by the enemy on our life or in our home or even in our family. And we can make a list and catalog each individual attack and situation that affected us negatively. And we can see ourselves as these undeserving victims. Or we can take that same list and remember each time the Lord intervened and carried us through. That's not to say that God always prevents attacks from the enemy, right? He doesn't always prevent them. But he does provide a way through them. And he can use them for good. He gives us wisdom and discernment to navigate those troubled waters in our life. And he gives us favor and helps us prevail in times of trial. He gives us safe passage. And he covers us with his grace and mercy in our time of need. He answers our prayers and he remains faithful. I think about in my own health um, when I was having some issues and it was used as a witnessing tool 
Um, when I rode in an ambulance, I was able to witness to a paramedic and just share with her how I was relying on the Lord and my faith to carry me through. She had asked me why I had such peace. She said, you're a quiet one. You, you have peace. You're very calm. And I was able to share with her my faith and how I was relying on the Lord. And I heard an analogy one time. I love it. it. It was kind of like the analogy of the cowboys and Indians, um, like in the, in the old Western days, and how when the Indians would come to steal the cows, they would set the cowboys' covered wagons on fire. And that reminded me of the enemy. He aims a fiery dart at our covered wagon to distract us from the important things we are doing. And in the Old West, what would happen is as the covered wagons were on flames, the cowboys obviously would leave the cattle to go put the fire out. And it's the same with us. If we're not careful, we'll run around trying to put out all the enemy's fires and we drop the important work that we're supposed to be doing. So the thing is, the enemy will come at us and, you know, let's say that we're having an issue with um, something in our home, you know, like let's say your dishwasher goes out. And so sometimes we are tempted to drop everything in our day and we're so focused on the broken dishwasher that it just, it ruins the rest of the day. We can't go on and witness to our neighbor. We can't go about our day and carry on with the other tasks the Lord has called us to do because we get so consumed with, again, kind of that analogy of the, you know, the wagon on fire. You know, it's, it's a small interruption in our day, relatively small, right? And we just become consumed with it that we forget everything else when really it's just a test of our faith. You know, if that attack comes in, what is your response? How are you responding? So instead of having those knee-jerk reactions and making a big thing out of distractions, we need to see those obstacles for exactly what they are because the enemy wants to stall our progress. He wants to sideline the work that we're doing for the Lord. And sometimes we're not paying attention and the enemy is successful. He is. And I think that happens more than people would like to admit. But, you know, another point of view is we can turn that around. We can turn those distractions into opportunities to share the gospel and witness and give our testimony or invite someone to church. So let's go back to the dishwasher or let's say it was a plumbing issue and you have to call someone to come out and repair that, right? So the enemy is trying to ruin your day and kind of, you know, take you out and get you all riled up. But instead, you know, when that repairman comes over to fix your plumbing or repair your dishwasher, invite him to church, share your testimony, ask him if he goes to church, ask him about his faith in the Lord. And you can just turn these distractions around into opportunities to do good. And that's why it's important to stay in the word. We need to continue to fill our hearts and minds with God's truth and be persistent in prayer. That is so important, and I love that. You know, I once heard a friend from church, and he would say, you have to be read up and prayed up, and that's exactly what you have to do. You have to be prepared. You have to take proactive measures before the attacks come on instead of reacting. Because otherwise, if you haven't been in the Word and that spiritual attack comes on you, you're more likely to respond out of the flesh instead of in the Spirit. A big struggle, I think, in my age group is that prayer life is often a prayer request, that we need to pray more. And so neglecting how much we pray means that we usually just reserve it as a cry for help when we're in trouble. And we need to keep those communication lines open all the time because prayer keeps us focused on the Lord instead of our troubles. It refocuses our mindset off of the distraction 
and keeps us trusting in the Lord and relying on him to provide what we need. Prayer reminds us that God is still in control. That's really good. You know, and another thing that we can do is praise God in the midst of what's going on. Worship him even when everything is on fire around us, right? You know, you hear it said, praise is my weapon against the enemy, right? And it's so true. When we are suffering or being spiritually attacked, we can lift our voices in praise to the Lord and worship him for who he is. You know, I think about when I was um, chair bound, you know, I was having some issues in my health and I could not get up and walk around freely. I had to rest and I would pull up worship songs on YouTube and just sing to the Lord so loud. I would raise my hands to him because he is still worthy of our praise. Even though things are going crazy around us, he is still good, even when life is not. So when the attacks of the enemy seem to be coming in hard, we need to take some time to step away from our situations and seek the Lord. Ask him to give you peace and minister to your heart and ask him for protection from the enemy. Continue to serve him and praise him for his grace and mercy and give thanks for every gift and blessing along the way. If you have not placed your faith in Christ, why wait? Seek him and call on his name for salvation. Confess that you are a sinner and repent of your sin. Surrender to Jesus today and place your trust in him as Savior and Lord of your life. Thanks for listening to the Real Life Faith Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share us with others so they too can learn about living out real faith in real life. You can check out our blog and shop at reallifefaith.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Gab Social. Don't forget to sign up for our emails to receive exclusive subscriber content. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.